like the touch. Welcome back to the Home Court Static Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Cameron Cunningham. And I'm Jackson Babbitt. Welcome back, boys. And today, we have a very special guest, brother of the podcast, G-Money Sheeran. What's up, guys? What's going on? It's G-Money in the house. (laughs) Great. Introduce yourself. Let us know uh, why you love basketball, how you came to be a fan of the NBA. Well, basically, I've been playing basketball you know, with Cam and Jackson ever since we were little kids growing up, playing at uh, Northwood, Garner Mill School, MacArthur, just all around playing basketball 24-7, outside, inside, playing by myself, playing with them, and we're just always loving the game, watching the game, hooping, just keeping it real. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to break down... Uh, you know what's going on in the conference finals. I'm gonna briefly talk about Kawhi choking in Game Seven, and uh, we're also gonna talk about LeBron's greatness because holy shit, if he wins again, is he the goat? Oh, he's most definitely the goat. There's like, no question. Like, about what that. happens when LeBron gets six rings? What are they gonna say then? Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Like, if LeBron gets six rings, he's going to have six rings, which will equal Jordan. And, like, he's also going to have, like, all those finals appearances with, like, you know, rosters that, like, were not as stacked as the other team. Like, some of his losses, you just, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, the San Antonio, both times he lost to San Antonio, it's like, what the heck? What was he supposed to do? But, uh,. First of all, let's talk about the Nuggets beating the Clippers because, holy shit, I've never seen a talented team choke so bad in my life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Doc Rivers might not be a good coach. This is the third this is the third team that Doc Rivers has lost a, a 3-1 lead in a playoff series with. So, I mean, that's pretty substantial. Uh, I think he just wasn't making enough adjustments. And uh, I think, honestly, the Clippers just got too cocky. And they just they lost sight of, like, actually, like, going out there and playing, like, high-level basketball. And they kind of just – they had this preconceived idea that, like, oh, they were going to win the game regardless. They were going to win the series regardless. So they kind of just, like, stopped playing. Like, it's reported that Marcus Morris uh, said to Paul Millsap when they were up 16 in game five – Get ready to go the fuck home. Now, that's just in poor character, and, you know, the Nuggets ended up winning. So, <laughs> imagine having to eat that statement. And looking back on that, I don't know why uh, the Spurs wanted Marcus Morris. I don't think he's a Spurs player. I definitely, he's not the Spurs. They're kind of tight there. You kind of stick to not really people that show up too much and not, not really superstars. I think he's I think he's a worse fit than Dennis Rodman was with the Spurs. And then we can also talk a little bit about uh the Houston series and how Russell Westbrook just he's not a winner. He don't know I don't think he knows how to play basketball. 
I think he's just really athletic and like really, uh, you know, he's really talented physically, but I don't think like mentally, like his IQ isn't there. He just makes bad decisions all the time. Well, yeah, he just cares too much about the stats, and he's not. Yeah, really they just want stats. Him and James team. Harden, they just want stats. And now uh, D'Antoni's decided that he's not coming back. So, I mean, Houston might not even make the playoffs next year, depending on what they do. Yeah, they're gonna have to pick up a big man or something for another coach. To... Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be able to do small ball. I don't think. I don't think it works. So the Clippers lose game seven, and I think it's really unfortunate that like Kawhi Leonard has a bad game, and none of his teammates were able to like step up and help him out. He's been perform he was performing all series, and then Kawhi choked, Paul George choked, Montrez Harold choked, <laughs> Lou Williams had a bad game, and it's just ridiculous. Like, how do you have that much talent and be up three one and then lose? Kind of looks like they just gave up. Like yeah, it, it, it looks like they just forgot how to play basketball. Yeah, like they just got frustrated instead of like you know composing themselves and going out there to win a basketball game. They just didn't do it. But enough of that. Let's talk about these conference finals. Let's talk about the Miami Heat dogs. They're out there grinding. They uh, came back from fourteen down in game one to win. Came back from seventeen down in game two to win. And holy shit. Last night, by the way, we're recording this before uh, Game Two of the Western Conference Finals, which, by the way, I think I think the Nuggets are going to win tonight. I think the Nuggets are going to come out strong and probably win tonight. Uh, that's just how I feel. I feel like it might be a seven-game series. I think the Lakers still win, but I think that the Nuggets are going to put up a fight. It's going to be a long series. Uh, and if I'm the Lakers, I'm doing everything in my Everything in my fucking power not to go up three one, because <laughs> then I feel like the Nuggets might win. But uh, experience in that. In Game Three of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat were down twenty, and they cut it to seven a, a bunch of times. They cut it to five with like I think three or two minutes left, and you know they probably could have. I feel like they could have won still. But Eric Spolstra in the po in the post game, he said he pulled out Butler at the end because he felt like. Uh, the Heat were skipping steps in their uh, game plan to try and stay in the game, and he said, "Like we're not going to win like that. That's not how I want to win." So I think Boston probably still would have won, but I think he pulled out Butler more so to like teach a lesson to the players and like let them know, like, "Hey, we have to do this the right way. We're not going to just like be chucking up threes or like you know driving sporadically." I think that the Heat win this game. Uh, game four, which is on Tuesday, and I think they're gonna win in five. Cause I, I don't know, I just don't see the Celtic team being able to compete with his Heat team. The Heat team just looks like the better team, and they had a bad shooting night. I think they only shot like, like thirty eight percent from the field and like twenty eight from three or something like that, which is pretty crazy. And uh, I think that it's gonna be Lakers Heat in the finals. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about LeBron James. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, uh, Cameron Grant are going to talk about LeBron James since Grant is a uh, pretty big LeBron fan. 
has been since I remember growing up. So, so uh, a little backstory. Grant is uh, the first person I knew to really be a LeBron fan. Like really, like from the beginning, has always supported LeBron James. Uh, we all grew up here in San Antonio. Uh, Jackson's a Spurs fan. I was a Mavs fan. And Grant's a Spurs fan, but in 2007, I was pretty surprised when he came up to me saying he was going for the Cavs. Well, yeah, no, basically, like, since LeBron came into the league in 03, when my dad kind of was all about Sports Illustrated, he showed, showed me the cover of LeBron when he had, like, the chosen one, that little, like, poster with that. And ever since he got in the league straight out of high school from St. Vincent, St. Mary, I basically fell in love with him from the beginning. And even back then, I guess you could say in 03 I was a Spurs fan, but I started following LeBron and you know, loving the game, loving his game you know, more than anything because he wasn't just about scoring the stats and putting up numbers, but he always loved you know, getting his teammates involved, dishing it out. And just being like a great team player. Yeah, if you if you look back at those Cavs teams that he would like make deep playoff pushes with, he didn't have like anybody on his team. I mean, you can say Anderson Barajal is a good player. Like, uh, who they have for a little bit? They had Drew Gooden for a little bit. They had Shaq for a little bit. You could say those are good players, but like Anderson Barajal, you could make the argument is only good because like LeBron made him good. But yeah, the thing is, people would collapse on him, and then he'd always find the open man, dish it out, and he always had confidence in his team, and that's all like people need around him is just positive, you know, love, good vibes, and stuff like that. And if you have that around the team, especially from the leader of that team, then it's just going to make everybody better. And that's what I think LeBron was, you know, capable of doing with any team that he had. Oh yeah, LeBron's obviously like a great leader, but I think like that was part of the problem with his first stint with the Cavs, with his first stint with the Cavs, I feel like the Cavs were like, this guy's so good, we don't even need, because they're a small market team. I feel like they thought, like, we don't even need a second star. Cause well, yeah, they so thought good. that, but going up against, like, the Spurs and Celtics and teams that are stacked and loaded with more than one star, you can't, you can't just do it with one exactly. just with LeBron. You yeah. have to. Everybody needs help. You have to give him something, you know. And Everybody needs help. Throughout like, even about LeBron. eight, nine seasons, they just did not, you know, do it for him. And he made playoff runs going back to 07 against the Spurs in his third season with the Cavs. But just, you know, going up against the big three with Manu, Tim, and Tony, that's just too much. And to then handle. going up against the Celtics with Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray Allen, their big three Paul as well. Pierce, you just can't Garnett, do it against Rondo. more than one star like that. It seems like that, if you shut down one superstar, you still have like two others. But with LeBron, if you shut down LeBron defensively, there's no other help for their team. Yeah. So that was kind of a big factor why he, yeah, he, he still persevered and he's still going strong. If you're and then it, it ultimately became like too much. He just, you know, he wanted to win so bad that like the Cavs weren't doing anything to help him. They didn't want to bring in another star. So, you know, he made the decision to go to Miami. Now, I don't agree with how he made that decision. Oh, no, it was awful. It I was... think that's a huge reason why people like for a while like absolutely hated LeBron. Like I didn't like LeBron because of that. And I really didn't like him in 2011 because obviously I wanted the Mavs to win. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, there was just so much media attention, you know, with him, with LeBron from the beginning. 
And since the Cavs just treated him like shit and never provided the help, they didn't give him any help, man. Like, yeah, like because Mo of that, Williams. I think he got in his own head with that decision in 2010, 2011, and it just became too much for him. And he didn't really know what he was thinking. He wasn't sure what he wanted. He just wanted to find a way to win. And so he kind of did it the wrong way with making his decision yeah. a little bit too out there and aggressive and kind of like. That's all it was. Like it was all about his decision, and I think he kind of lost sight at what he was really trying to do and accomplish. Yeah, I think he got. I think it just comes down to he got a little, a little too cocky there. Yeah, uh, especially with that little like. And honestly, intro with Wade and Bosch. Honestly, you know, once they had their own big three too. I was so surprised the Mavs won that series. Yeah, like I thought, I I got really scared, especially when they. When they went up to one, I was like, oh, man. Well, yeah, LeBron just was, like, lost after the Cavs. And he had a terrible finals that year. He just – he did. He really – I don't know. He kind of lost himself. He relied too much on his teammates, and he forgot that he was still, like, the main guy, the leader, even if he had great players like Wade and Bosh. He was still, you know, the go-to guy on that team, and he needed to kind of believe in himself again, rebuild back up. And just take a step back, take a deep breath, and remember who he is, and I think honestly, you know, what he's capable of. It just came up. It just like popped up in my mind. Like that's kind of like what Kawhi Leonard did in Game Seven. If you watch Game Seven, uh, Kawhi Leonard was like, like forcing himself to pass the ball and like get others involved. And I think a lot of that had to do uh, with their loss because Kawhi couldn't. Kawhi never found a rhythm because he's trying to get other guys involved, which I think could play into like LeBron in the 2011 finals like he was just so uh interested in getting like you know Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh involved that maybe he didn't like attack as much as he needed to and that's the thing like his teammates around him they need him to start you know scoring and thriving because that's how everyone's going to kind of get built back up as well feed off you know they'll feed off of his intensity his fire and his passion with the game and I think that's what he lost in 2011 against the Mavs but I feel like the 2011 loss is really what propelled LeBron James like oh, yeah, into definitely. that into that next level of yeah. LeBron James. It was like a Pokemon evolving. You know what I mean? It was like he reached the next stage in his career. He came back and he freaking spanked the OKC Thunder. Well, yeah, he spanked James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they, Kevin Durant. They had no chance. And yeah, they, they won game one, chance. but. After yeah, game one, though, it was lights out with LeBron, and he was averaging I just you know, remember, triple double. I basically. remember so vividly. I was happy for LeBron. I didn't like LeBron, but I was happy for LeBron, and I remember so vividly him like listening to power, like powers playing in uh, in their stadium, and LeBron's just like throwing his hands up. He's got this big ass smile on his face, and it's like, all right, hell yeah, you got one. And then he comes back, and. You know, he wins a tough, tough, tough series against the Spurs. So the Spurs honestly probably should have won. But, you know, it comes down to, like, the Cavs, like, thought he could do it by himself. But he didn't win that series by himself. If Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, you know. Oh, yeah, you got to have players like Ray Allen, Mike Miller, you know, Chris Bosh. Even or, even, or even Kyrie's three. Kyrie. Kyrie's three, like too. LeBron got the block, but he still needed the help. He still needed Kyrie to hit yeah. that three. In 2014, the Spurs were just too fucking determined to win for like him to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, and they had so much talent. 
I think the Spurs teams are severely underrated, especially that team in particular. Uh, and then 2015, people forget that Kyrie and Kevin Love got injured, and it was essentially it was essentially like the same thing as like when LeBron was doing it by himself before in Cleveland. He was just there, like he didn't really have any help at all. Yeah, like he still had great shooters around him, but. You know that's you know, only going to go too yeah, far because it's, it's a yeah. game of streaks, and you need some kind, some type of like other talent alongside with him to help him when he's, when everyone's kind of collapsing on him, or like once he hits a certain point and hits those numbers, he's going to have to have some help to kind of keep pushing. What really solidified a case for LeBron James as the greatest player of all time. I'm not saying that he is, just a preference. Like he's not there yet for me. I think he needs, like, I think, honestly, he just needs one more ring to be, like, the best. I mean, of our generation, though, he's been oh, our generation, definitely hell the yeah. best player. He's definitely the best. Oh, yeah, he's the best. He brought a new uh, type of game. I mean, you can make the argument that Tim Duncan is better, which, you know, would be a valid argument, but, you know, it's different. And, uh, yeah, if he wins with this team, it's like, holy shit. But in 2016, when they came back from 3-1 against the 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors. I was like, that kind of put him in this, like a this, different category. This guy has basically. earned my respect. Like, he is on a different freaking level. He already was, but, you know, like, my biased opinions, like, made me think otherwise. But after watching that finals, like, that's probably, like, the best finals that I've seen in my lifetime was the 2016 finals, and then right behind it is the 2014 finals. Or 2013 finals for me. Those are just like the best series that I've ever seen. But he had help, you know. And I, that's what it comes down to. You need help. You need guys that are out there like wanting to win with you, like superstars. So it's crazy. And then the next year, the Warriors sent KD. So like, what was he supposed to do about that? And also, like, you know, Kyrie was, you know in his head like he wasn't really like in the game they had like chemistry issues and everything so like I don't think it's fair to like hold some of these my point is I don't think it's fair to hold some of these finals losses against LeBron if people say Magic Johnson's one of the greatest of all time and he's lost in the finals he's only got three rings LeBron's got three rings so if LeBron, if LeBron gets one more I think you know he's definitely up there for greatest of all time I think you get, everybody's going to have their own opinion about that, but you just can't ignore it anymore. You can't deflect it like people do. Like There are people that are like, oh, he's not even there with MJ or whatever, and I think that's just bullshit. But if he does it with Anthony Davis, like think about it. It's probably like the least amount of help he's had. It's the least amount, but, yeah, you know he can, he can get it done, like for sure. And he's getting up there, too. Yeah. And he's he's able to kind of take a step back with this team yeah, right yeah, now. He doesn't have like last game only had 15 points, but Anthony yeah. Davis. But he's up so impactful. He's yes, still yeah he's still he, making a he presence because he's getting boards, he's getting assists, he's still scoring, and he's still kind of having that threat where the defense can't just back off of him. They have to you know guard him, collapse on him, and then that's just going to leave other guys open and available. He's just so smart to kind of make other you know plays and to get his teammates more involved. And Anthony Davis is finally kind of stepping up too as well and taking over when he needs to and kind of taking the load off LeBron. So then, you know, come the finals. Let's talk about Rondo. 
Rajon Rondo is the most frustrating player in the NBA for me. He's got a big head, and it's like you never know when he's going to show up. Like this is this is the only thing that I'm that I could see happening is Rondo like getting upset about something and like having a bad game. Because I've seen it as a Mavs fan, I've seen this happen. When the Rondo, yeah, I know you got some hate for him because he didn't when, do so well. Well, with when the, the Rondo trade went down, I was actually pissed off about it because we traded uh, Jameer Nelson. Brandon Wright and Jay Crowder for him, and I was pissed off because like those were like kind of like our young guys at the time, and like they were doing good. The Mavs were actually doing really well that season. Like they didn't necessarily have to make that trade, and when they did, I was like, man, I don't know. I would have rather kept Jay Crowder, and the rest is history. He literally like walked out on the Mavs in the middle of the playoffs. Like, and I know that Rondo is capable of doing that, and he like is that arrogant like that he could decide at any moment that he doesn't want to play anymore so like that's the only thing you got to watch out with rondo like if he starts getting pissed off he's kind of a loose cannon you know what i mean but my point is like that's who the Mavs traded for the rondo that's playing right now that's who they wanted on their team and it just didn't happen and it's unfortunate that uh rick carlisle and him didn't get along but let's talk about finals predictions who you got Definitely the Lakers. I think LeBron, you know, being able to kind of take it easy a little bit right now, still make an impact with his team, having the help from not only Anthony Davis, but all the surrounding players as well. I think they're going to, you know, go over the Nuggets, I would say, in six games. I don't think it's going to go to seven. I don't see it lasting more than six. And then whoever comes out. But you're a LeBron fan. Of course I'm a LeBron fan, but I mean, like. Just fucking with you. We've gotten the East. The Heat, for sure. Yeah, I, I'll give I don't see the heat. the heat. I don't see the Heat beating the Celtics. Or I don't see the Celtics beating the Heat. No, I think the Heat, just they want it so bad. They're fighting. They, they want it bad, bad and they're kind of like the underdogs, yeah, so they don't they have, have like the cockiness. Dude, they're not talking all this shit. They're, they're just, not like they're playing basketball. Laying back Eric's at all. Bolstra, they're just going in and going hard the whole time. Eric Spolstra is a fucking amazing coach. Like when he was with when he was with the big three era in Miami, I thought I think he was held back a little bit. I think I thought like it was because it was LeBron's team. He knew he was the yeah, coach. Yeah, but, but for that team. it was the perception was like, oh, Spolster is only good because he has all this talent. But people sleep on the fact that he had some competitive playoff series, like playoff runs. And they had a good system departure. throughout with you know Eric Spolster. Like he was able to kind of tie them together and put up some type of, you know, offense and defense that kind of meshed and worked well after that first season against the Mavs where they kind of blew it. Yeah, I think they learned a lot. They learned a lot. They did kind of have some type of system. I think it was because of Spo. Yeah, Eric Spolstra, great coach. I think think Lakers, West, Heat, Heat East, obviously. But I think... I think this this um, this semifinals for the West. I think it's gonna go Game Seven. I just think I think Denver just has this momentum right now. Yeah. They just Denver, beat a, they just can't. beat and a also, huge team. Mike Malone's an amazing coach and, too. Why, and they Jokic is just like he he had so much kind of like backlash, and now he's just showing like what he's got. He's he's not just he's not just a big player. He can dribble the ball down the court, take it. Coast to coast, he's he's making his threes. He's making easy jumpers. He's just he's out there. So, 
it's, I think it's going to be a good series. I it definitely it. will be. It will be a fight, but I don't know if the Nuggets can withstand, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron coming at them. I think it has less to do with, uh, like, Anthony Davis obviously is going to score. I think it has more to do with the fact that I think that Dwight Howard is going to, like, make it really difficult for Jokic to, like, find points. In well, yeah, that's the series. thing. Like, Dwight is a defensive player. Dude, He's people won forget, defensive awards. I feel like so many people forget that Dwight Howard is a three-time – I think he won it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back too. Yeah. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. And the championship pedigree on this freaking Lakers team is crazy. Like, Dwight's also been to the finals. People act like Dwight Howard doesn't know how to play basketball. It's like he, he does. Some, He's just been bounced around yeah, he had some too ego often. Problem. Problem. He had some ego problems after he went to the Lakers. He got on this like, like head high where he thought like you know he was the guy or whatever. And honestly, I feel like if that Houston team stays together with Dwight a little bit longer, I feel like they could have done something. I think that was that ended too quickly. But also, Rondo's won a chip. He's been to what? He's been to two finals. And. So they got really, he's and doing also, well with this team People right also forget that that Pelicans team with Rondo, Cousins, and Davis, they were on a tear until Boogie got injured. Mm-hmm. And it had Tony Allen, too. That team was raw. I really like that team, and I think it's so unfortunate that Boogie Cousins has like, had his injury problems. But, yeah, I got, I got Heat, Heat Lakers in the finals. But I do think it goes seven games. And the Heat Lakers? Uh, or no, Nuggets, no, I Lakers. think Nuggets Lakers goes seven games, and then I think I think the Lakers win. Yeah, <laughs> the Lakers win at six, it man. Lakers They're just more of an experience. No, yeah, more experience. They've got too much veteran. I think it has more to do with if LeBron smells blood. If he gets to the finals, and he's already a little pissed from the MVP votes. I don't know if y'all saw, but he kind of made a comment saying he was a little upset that he didn't get so you know a lot of recognition from that but that's just gonna fight you know more fire within him to kind of come back within this conference finals and then the finals too and he's you know he's gonna put his head down drive it you know more often yeah he's safe kind of take it to the nerve he's been saving it the only finals you know it's gonna come but here's the only thing uh i think the lakers win in six in the finals against the heat but you never know with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a winner. Think about it. He's he a winner, and he plays listen, hard the whole game. He went to Minnesota, who had a prolonged absence in the playoffs for years. Didn't make the playoffs this year. He gets into the playoffs for the first time, and I don't know how long. I, I forgot the number. But the point is, it was like 10-plus years they hadn't been to the playoffs, right? And he gets into the playoffs. Then... He goes to Philadelphia after telling Minnesota like that he was the reason that they made it. They don't make the playoffs. And Philadelphia is one Kawhi Leonard missed shot away from making the Eastern Conference Finals. Right? Like what if Kawhi what if Kawhi doesn't make that shot? You know, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now he's with the Heat and it looks like they're gonna make the finals. That's crazy. Jimmy Butler, I don't know what it is about him, dude. He's he's like just dialed in, and I think I think another reason why the Heat lost uh, Game Three is because just like Kawhi, I think that Jimmy Butler was like trying to get his teammates involved too much to where he couldn't find a rhythm for himself, 
And because he was doing that, you know, they just got too far behind when he started, you know, finding his rhythm that it was just too late. But yeah, I mean, I think LeBron smells blood in the He's hungry for sure. He wants it bad. And and now it doesn't help that he didn't get MVP because now he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he didn't get MVP and then he's they, like, didn't All right. make the, they didn't even make the playoffs the previous year. Yeah, but that's because he got injured. It he is, really but you know because him. whenever he has like a shitty season or like he something doesn't go his way or like there's more talk about him not being the best anymore or whatever. I think a lot of people... He'll come back and... A lot of people like saw LeBron not make the playoffs last year and it's like they completely forgot that LeBron's like... A freaking force to be reckoned with. Reckon but I mean, with. that's what he wants. That's what he thrives on when people doubt him, when they kind of shut him down, and you know, he's not talked about as much as when he really. He's like, he's it like, takes he's, he's, like Anthony, he's like, he's uh, like, Giannis. You can have the regular season MVP because I want finals MVP. Just wait for those finals. Where man. is Giannis now? Because yeah. if he gets, if he gets, there's some, there's like, uh, some people I feel like think that he just needs to win with the Lakers. To to make history, like to be the first player to win with three organizations, because that's what they keep saying in the media. But they're like wording that wrong. Robert Ory's won with three. Uh, he won with the Rockets, Spurs, and Lakers, and this guy named John Sally won with the. Uh, I think he won with Detroit, Chicago, and the Lakers. LeBron needs to win Finals MVP to make history, which I think he will. But I think there's also a case that Anthony Davis wins Finals MVP. But LeBron, LeBron, and LeBron, LeBron might even want Anthony Davis to win Finals MVP. And that just kind of shows. And that, yeah, that's that's LeBron's character, right? That he just wants to win. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between like him and you take Westbrook and Harden. They're not so worried about yeah, all don't care. It's all, like, me. It's all I need to get my stats. They want their stats. They want all the fame around them, and that's why they're not able to produce or to you know get past the first, second round, or even get that championship together because they just don't know how to play with other teammates. It's all about them. Yeah, they don't. They're not a team. Yeah, if I'm the Rockets, I'm looking back at trading away Clint Capella and Chris Paul, and I'm just saying, we fucked up. Yeah, because those guys know how to play team basketball, and they know how to do something other than just score. But also, also on top of that, like they, they've made deep playoff runs together before. Like they have chemistry there. They've they've been there together. So like, why wouldn't you want to keep that together? But uh, yeah, we'll see how uh, game two goes. I think if the Lakers win tonight, the Nuggets are going to be really in trouble. Like, I mean, they might lose in five, but if the Nuggets, if the Nuggets get blown out tonight, I think they're going to lose in five. But if it's a close game, I think it goes six games. I think it will be close, but I don't, I don't really see the Nuggets coming through with tonight. I think. I mean, but I've said, dude, I've said this about the Nuggets nuggets every, with the Clippers. Yeah, I know. They they always have been an underdog. In the first round, I, I picked the Jazz, like, before the series even started. And they were up 3-1, and I was like, oh, shit, the Jazz got this. And they came back from 3-1 and won the series. Same thing with the Clippers. I was like, there's no way they're going to beat this Clippers team. And the Clippers went up 3-1, and somehow the Nuggets came back. There's something about 
with the Nuggets. There's something about them being pinned up against the wall where they're just able to like. Where they get comfortable. Yeah, they're just they just like kick it into another gear. Now the difference is, you know, LeBron James is a little different. LeBron, He's a little LeBron, different. He knows what it's like to yeah. be down three one or to I'm, like. I'm talking about. I'm talking about soul. even from like them looking at LeBron and trying to come back is a lot different than looking at Donovan Mitchell and trying to come back, or looking at Kawhi and like a kind of disjointed Clippers team and trying to come back, and then looking at LeBron James and being like, "Oh shit," you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. But uh, anything else you want to say? Spurs. Lakers got it tonight. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. Got it tonight. All right, I think guys. It'll be a close game, but LeBron's gonna pull it together. I think it's either gonna be close or it's gonna be a blowout. I don't think there's a middle ground. Yeah, definitely not. All right, that's it for today's pod. Uh, tune in next week for episode three. Be lit. Ain't that what the young kids say? Not mine.